not know you were going to say that, and that makes me so damn happy, Kirby Hossaman. <laughs> Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to the first edition of the 2018 version of Unscripted. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, I am your host, Bill Petrie, and with me as always is the frozen good time player man from Coshocton, Ohio. That would be one Professor Kirby Hossman. Professor, how the hell are you today? You know what? I'm doing well. You're right about the frozen thing. I know it's cold where you are. It is extraordinarily cold where I am as well, so sorry about that for you. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well, and I actually have my computer back up and running, so I was a little concerned about that earlier in the day. That's, that is great, because when if you had someone whose computer was running, right, you'd have a little bit of FOMO, fear yes. of missing out if your computer wasn't running. Yes. And I know you had some computer problems this morning. I'm about to experience FOMO in the oh, yeah. worst way, okay. because... Common Skew's yes. wonderful event SkewCon is coming up in less than a week. Uh, or actually about, uh, sorry, a week and two days, I should say. And it's the first SkewCon I am going to miss out on. So yeah. I'm really bummed about that. I've got a rack board meeting. And while we're on the topic of the good people, it's Common Skew. <laughs> You know, it is possibly the greatest tool to run your distributor business, right? Yeah. It's got everything integrated into one. I know I think your favorite feature is the dashboard. Yes. Um, I think it, you know, every person I've talked to who is a customer of CommonSkew has nothing but rave things to say about it. They just went through a reskew uh, in the end of part of last year, and I think they're poised to really help anybody's distributor business grow in 2018. No, absolutely. Obviously, I think it's the, the best platform because we use it, right? I, I always tell people, you know what people believe in, where they put their money. And uh, that's where I put my money. So, yep, I'm in. Well, and the greatest thing about it, to give it a try, Kirby, you don't have to put your money where your mouth is at all because it's a free Beautiful. trial from yeah. the good people at Comiskew. It is a free trial. That's F-R-E-E, not <laughs> a charge for you, not one dime out of your pocket. If you go to Comiskew.com slash unscripted, Kirby, are they going to be sorry they did? They will not be sorry they did. They will not, Kirby. They will not. All right. Are you ready to get this show on the road? Absolutely, brother. I am ready to rock. All right. So we're going to do something a little different today. You don't even know what we're going to be doing. Ooh. I'm going to go on a rant. Um, okay. I, I have had a shit morning, and I am going to <laughs> rail against the educational system in Williamson County, Tennessee. Okay. So... My, we had a very sick household in the end of last semester leading into the Christmas break. Mm. And Drew had some sort of stomach bug, which caused him to miss three exams. Wow. And that's a, so he needs to make those up. His math teacher, who may or may not be listening to this platinum-level broadcast, <laughs> I don't know. His math teacher said, why don't you come in a day before school goes back in session at 8 o'clock in the morning to take the test? Hmm. He didn't. Drew didn't want to do it, but encouraged him. Absolutely, you should take it. You should get that taken care of. Get it off your plate and move on. So school goes back in session on Friday, January fifth. Okay. We are recording this the day before. Right. So knowing the schedules I have and recording our podcast, I race to the school. We get there at seven fifty this morning. Uh oh. He walks in, <laughs> and. There's no teacher. Oh. It's an in-service oh. day for him. Oh, no. And so the front office people said, well, why don't you just wait around for a while? He'll, he'll 
probably be here. And it's this institutional mentality of, I don't mind wasting your time because my time's not valuable. Oh, man. Because they, you know, it's, it's a weird thing that government institutions breed. That lack of... Uh, passion that lack of uh respect for other people's time I'm urgency there, yes th- thank you there's no sense of urgency yeah. there's no there's no respect for other people's time or or needs to do other things so poor guy had to sit up there for about 30 minutes before his teacher showed up teacher showed up right about eight thirty my time yeah and uh so you know, Mr. Math Teacher, if you're listening, my son better get an extra point or two for waiting for you for this test. You know, it's it's so funny. I always, it, and by the way, my father was a teacher for 10 years, and so I it certainly respect the, the, the teaching uh, profession, but I will say that it's one of those things where you just go, you know, when, a, when the student is 30 minutes late, they like get docked, they sure. like there's a, there, you know, there's something on their record, but right. the teacher is a little bit late for the student. It's kind of like, hey, tough shit. That's just the way it works. And well, and, he, and by the way, it's, it's even more annoying when it's the parent that has to wait. Well, and, yeah, exactly. And here's the thing. It was the teacher's idea. I, I'm going to yeah. be there for this in-service day. Why don't you come in at 8 o'clock and take the test? So the teacher offered it. Yeah. And and you know me well enough to know I have severe time issues. Yep. If you're if you're five minutes early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. That's the way I roll. The Tom Coughlin way. It is the, it's the <laughs> Bill Parcells way. It's the Tom Coughlin way. It's the New York Giants way. It's my way. <laughs> and you know he was there early. Made sure I made sure he got up and fed and ready to take his test. And the fact, I don't know if the teacher forgot about it or whatever. It's just one of those things. And it's not, I don't want to castigate the old teaching profession. And actually, Drew likes his math teacher. So I'm sure he's a good guy and he slipped his mind. But the, the fact of the matter is, I cannot stand when people waste my time. Yeah. And they well, do it in a very cavalier manner. And to me, this is a very cavalier manner. You know, it's funny. I tell you, it, it, as, as this is unscripted, I'm going to go off on a quick story. Yep. Um, so... I had a very similar experience back when Skylar was in seventh grade. She was in cheerleading, right? Mm-hmm. And so she had a, a coach, a teacher, a whatever for cheerleading that they had that kind of rule. And it mm-hmm. was, hey, um, practice is at three o'clock, right? Whatever it is. Right. And so I'm taking her to, and you know me well enough to know that I'm pretty anal about time too. You are. So if three o'clock is when you know, practices, I'm going to have you there 10 minutes early because then mm-hmm. you can get ready, whatever. Exactly. Well, so we're on the way to practice one day and she, she's, Skylar's freaking out. She's like, I'm late. I'm like, no, you said three o'clock, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, but I have to be there 15 minutes early. Otherwise I'm late. I'm like, okay. So again, a seventh grader, they're not getting themselves to this practice. No. Now you no. are in like, just tell me the damn time. I'll have right. them there when you need me to have them there. If right. it's two forty-five, that's fine. Okay. Annoying. But then spin it forward to the end of practice. And at the end of practice, it's supposed to be over at 4 o'clock, 405, mm-hmm. 410, 415. And at 4:15, the, the parking lot is full of parents who have obviously taken off work, right? right? And so at 4:15, I am to a, you know, a fair simmer, right? I'm right. pretty pissed. So I walk in the, the gym. And uh, I kind of bring the door open. The, everybody turns around because I'm the only parent that walks in. And I look over at Skylar. I'm like, Skylar, let's go. 
And the teacher looks at me and I said, you want me to respect your time? You respect mine. We're out. (laughs) And and it was like it never happened again. We could do a whole uh, unscripted about time issues and stuff like that, especially parenting. No, 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 no. There's nothing to be sorry about. I think it would make for an excellent pod, to be honest with you. (laughs) So let's move on. I've got another rant. Okay, am I am hot and fired up today, I got to tell you. 2018 is going to be a fun year for me. Buckle up. Buckle the buck up. Um, so the ASI show was yes. this week in Orlando. And, I, you know, of course, I'm a social media guy like you. And I see a lot of my friends who are in the industry getting on planes on January 1st to go to this trade show. Mm-hmm. Because they got to set up and the show is the third and fourth. I got to tell you, there's not a worse. Is there a worse time for a show? I don't think so. And, and the Orlando ASI show is always skirted very close to that New Year's Day time. Right. And I know in event planning, it's very difficult to get the exact times you want and the hotel blocks you want and the space you want. But my goodness, that's just ridiculous to ask people who travel so much as it is on right. the supplier side of the industry to take that one day out of their vacation and start traveling earlier. I really can't stand that. And you're you're all you're doing is providing ammunition and good ammunition, I might yeah. add, for people who say, "Hey, you know what? There are too many shows. You know what? There are too many shows, especially when you start taking away from my vacation." So, yeah. I am not in Orlando this week for the ASI show. I I hope it's a great show, but I got to believe the turnouts lower than what they want because of the timing what do you think about that type of timing for a trade show yeah it's it it is a funny thing i mean and you talked about the the the, um idea of uh amming uh, giving ammunition to people who you know might not want to go to the show or whatever it's so funny because i i have to pick right i'm not a supplier i'm a distributor and so i pick am i going to ppai the expo or am i going to asi i actually think it would be a lot easier for me in my life to go to asi Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's in Orlando, same side of the country. I like the right. weather better and I've not gone to it because I can't do both. And there's a ton of reasons to go to the expo. Um, right. But I do I do miss it. Like I, I, I feel like, as you said earlier, FOMO. Yep. I actually would like to go to the ASI show. You're right about the timing. I think this year there's no way I could have made it work um, and have a life and have a family. But um have you been to that show? Is it, it is it a pretty good show? I, I have. It's been a couple of years, and I will tell you, I have zero FOMO for not being at that show. Okay. Um, you know, I, you know, I would love to have seen some people. I mean, that's that's the only FOMO I have, right? There's people I'd love to see at that show, and I toyed with going to that show, and then some things conspired, and I wasn't able to to make it. Well, partially being um, the holiday, <laughs> partially, and just some other things. But you know, here's here's the thing. Um, I think still the preeminent event in the industry is PPAI Expo. Right. I think I think it's important to have an East Coast show. I do. And I think ASI does a good job with their shows. And again, I don't want to rail on ASI because I don't know what kind of control they have or don't have over timing. Because yeah. if you look at it, uh, Expo is a week later this year. Right. Expo is one week later this year. So we should be all getting ready to be going to, to Vegas here uh, by Sunday. So... I don't know. I, I, I've been to that show. It's a good regional show. Okay. But much like a lot of the regional shows, they extend what should be a one-day show into two-day shows. Mm, okay. And and uh, But I, see, here's the deal, though. Orlando's more of a destination, so you can do that. Yeah. You can, you can do that. Um, you know, Chicago, I don't think is much of a destination, and that should be a one-day show that ASI runs up there, in my opinion. And again, 
I'm not in the trade show industry. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but no, I back to your point though. I think that the timing this year was challenging as you pointed out. We don't know how they, you know, what the, the things they were up against to pick. But yeah, no. having to leave on New Year's Day if if the attendance is down, there's a fairly good reason why. Yeah. And I hope it's not. And yeah. Again, the, you know, I don't miss being at a trade show. I miss the people. You know, I'm looking at all the pictures I'm seeing on social media. I absolutely am ready to get to Vegas and make those connections and see those people. Um, so it'll it'll be it'll be good here in a week or so when we're in Vegas. Kirby, I've now bogarted it twelve <laughs> minutes of this podcast, <laughs> but Are I've had ready? fun. All right, good. Do you have a topic you want to talk about? Yeah, actually, I do, and you're going to have to help me a little on this, but I, I'm going to bring it up, and then we'll. Um, so you, one of the things I say about Promo Corner, and I'm not saying this just because we're on a a promo corner sponsored podcast here. Um, well, unscripted is only available at promocorner.com. I, I do know that. Um, okay. But one of the things I would say is you guys do a really good job of curating some really great content, some really good um, uh, industry thought leaders. I love, I love Sam Cabert's piece. I, I love uh, Cliff Quicksells. I mm-hmm. love that Bobby Lehu's writing for you now. Like there's some really, and I, I could go on and on. There's some really good stuff. And one of our uh, mutual good friends, Mike Schenker writes, uh, for you. And I think he is funny and, and does a nice job as well. Right. But I take some exception to Mr. Uh-oh. Mike's recent post. And I haven't even talked to Mike about this. So, uh, he'll You've be got a hot take. Don't you? I do. I like he, he had, and it's interesting. He had a, a, um, a blog post that just went out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and the overarching theme, right. Was mm-hmm. that you need to be yourself. Going. Right? I know where you're going. Yeah, yep. yep. it's called. It was called. I think to thine own self be, be true. true. Yeah, and so so I think Mike's overarching point was you need to be authentic. You need to be yourself, and you need to um, not tr- not really try and compare your your lives to other people's lives and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And so in all of those things, I would agree. Right. Um, but on the other hand, I think Mike uh, also uh, who um, takes a great deal of pride in being curmudgeonly and snarky, mm-hmm. uh, kind of used it as an excuse to say, hey, if you want to be negative all the time, be negative all the time because, and I believe I'm close to quoting here, shiny happy people are a dime a dozen. Well, so that would be the point at which I would say, Mike, I love you. That's ginormous bullshit. Like, like not even close to true. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Kirby Hossman bringing in a very hot opinion here in 2008. Or 2018. I I, I just turned you back a decade. I'm so, you stunned me so much. I'm sorry, 2018. Yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter is studies will tell you that that 90% of what you see in the world, let alone social media, but 90% of what you see in the world is negative. If you want to stand out, be more positive. Now, Mm If you're not a positive person and that's going to be inauthentic to who you are, sure, don't do that. And don't try and portray yourself in a way that you're not. I get it. But I also think that it's a lazy excuse for being unintentional and being snarky. Being snarky and being pissy and being mean is lazy. And in that way, I would say dead wrong. Right. That's my take. No, and I, and I read, obviously, Mike's piece. I do a lot of the editing over at Promo Corner, <laughs> yep. so uh, I got uh, the early sneak preview. And when I read that, I'm like, oh, yeah, Kirby's going to have problems. <laughs> um, you know, I, I here's here's my take on it. Uh, Mike's point, I believe, and, and maybe, maybe we should have our only other guest on this fine broadcast and Mike to have a rebuttal here. Right. Because the only 
person we already have on this podcast is uh, one and only Paul Bellantone, but I digress. <laughs> so I think what, what Mike was trying to say was what you're right. It's his brand. His brand is a little curmudgeonly, yep. a little snarky, a little sarcastic. And funny, by the way. And funny. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Um, the, the, and I read it, and I'm like, when I read his, his piece, which you can find over at Promo Corner yep. under the Promo Journal tab, is uh, he... I didn't like the phrase shiny happy people or a dime a dozen. That, that stuck out at me. I'm like, you know what? I, I don't, because I don't see it that way. Yeah. Especially through so the, the lens of social media. I, yeah. I think that there's a lot of sarcasm. Now, I think some of it is contrived. And I think that's what Mike's point was, is be true to yourself. Mike is not going to ever be a shiny, happy guy. Sure, that's sure. not who he is. I am never going to not be um, sharp and quick-witted. That's who I am. And that sounds like a really weird backhanded compliment to myself. But I've had enough people tell me that that's who I am. So I'll take it. You will never not be late. I will never not be late. I will never not. But I'm a happy guy generally. I'm not, you know. So I will never not be the pumpkin spice guy. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. So I think when in his piece he was talking about what sets you apart. And, and I think Mike truly feels what sets him apart is the fact that he's kind of a counterpoint to the shiny happy people. Mm. And and that's his take. I mm. I, I I don't get that. Yeah. I'll be very I, I love Mike. I'm friends with Mike. And I would have this debate with him in person. It's like I don't think people necessarily need a counterpoint to being positive. So here's what I would say. I would say that Mike is known for being that way while creating content. Correct. Like writing, uh, consistently putting out things like that and being thoughtful, right? Like No question. And so it, I don't think it has to be snarky and mean. And I, no. again, I and think that's... By the way, yeah. Mike's never mean yes. with his snark. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. His his snarkiness is funny, okay? Yeah. It's self-deprecating. Never, it's self-deprecating. It's never projected at other people. And what again, what I think Mike was trying to say is he's being true to his brand. Yes. Just like being true to your brand is being happy and positive in, in delivering marketing joy. Yes. So I don't I don't think he was saying, okay, you happy people need to be miserable SOBs. <laughs> right. Well but although I that think, would be although that would be a fun fun take for someone to have. Well I think part of it is like if you're trying to create you know, uh, um, a public persona or trying to put yourself out there. If you're taking those first steps, taking the first step of being the negative person, you can do it, but it's not what I would recommend. Well, I I think, again, the underlying theme is be authentic to who you are. I've said it a million times. I am no different on this podcast as I would be having a beer with you or speaking in front of a group of people. So I'm I'm authentic. I am me wherever I'm at. And yeah. I think Mike is him wherever he's at. You're you wherever you're at. And that is the thing. There's no facade. Yeah. You know, what you see is what you get with Mike. And I always appreciate that. For sure. Same thing with you and other people. All right. You want to do one more quick one before yeah. we leap into fill in the blank? So we are um, about a week away from uh, PPA Expo. You and I are both speaking, and it got me to thinking. You know, a lot of people have a, a very large fear of speaking in public. Mm. And I want to ask you, you're doing Education Day, as as I am, and as many other people are. How do you feel before you get up in front of a group to speak? Do you have any rituals? Do you Mm -hmm. have any overriding thoughts? What goes through your mind 
that 90 seconds when you're standing up there ready to go and people are taking the last minute seats and the din of the crowd is dying down. What goes through the mind of one Kirby Hossaman? That is, um, that's a great question. Um, you're damn right. It is, I, yeah. So it, you know, it's funny. I think sometimes that it depends on how prepared I am, right? Like mm-hmm. I, the, the more prepared I am and I will tell you, I'm giving a new session here in, in Vegas this year. And so I feel less prepared this time. And so a part of my to-do list today is to go over the session and try and make sure. But really, I think probably what's going through my mind in that very first little bit is I'm excited. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that that the physiological response of excitement and nervousness Mm -hmm. are the same. So I choose to say I'm excited. And then I really try to focus on getting the first 90 seconds of the presentation right sure and once you know i feel like once i get rolling i'm rolling but it's that i I really try and focus on that very first impression with the audience and Mm -hmm. just to try and get some sort of reaction from them if i have that i usually feel like the the session's gonna go okay that's good no that's awesome that's awesome all right man so you want to do the uh well, you didn't ask me about my speaking. Articles, oh, you're right. So I, I did. I feel I, a little I, left out. I, I, you know what? That's my bad. So what do you do 90 seconds before? <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. You know, very, very similar. Um, I, I channel, you know, I, I go into every talk. I want to know about 80% of what I'm going to say. Right. And I want another 20% to be off the cuff because that keeps me focused on the audience. Mm. That's me. Yeah, I like that. And you and I have spoken together, so I know your rituals a little bit and Mine are very much in, in line. I want to get that first slide out of the way, that introductory slide or whatever it is, and then I just go. And I like to feed off the energy of a crowd. And it's very interesting because I think you would agree. I can the the, the better the crowd is, mm. the better talk I give. Yeah, I have hundred percent. You know, when I've been on fire and people tell me, man, that was great, it's because the crowd yeah. helps me through that. They give me feedback. They laugh at the right points. They uh, are engaged. When you have a crowd that's not engaged and just checking off a box, it's hard to get through some of those things. Yeah. So I always that, that's what I think of. The immediate thing I think of is, is this crowd going to help lift me? Or are they going to just be, am I going to just you know, have to fight through getting through this thing? Right. Now, the other thing I'll share with you is I can't speak on a full stomach. Oh, really? I can't do it. Yeah. Like, I, I am speaking in Vegas, and I'm going to have a, a, a lunch with my good friend Rick Green from Halo. We do this every year. We've done it for many years. Great, dude. And I told a yeah, great guy. And I told him, hey, man, light lunch for, for Billy. Because <laughs> I, I can't go up there in a full stomach. I, and not because I'm going to feel like I'm going to throw up. I just feel all gloppy and stuff. Yeah. I just don't like the feeling. That's fair. I, I'm kind of the same way, so I, I get you on that one. No, absolutely. Hey, Kirby, would you like to make more money on the sales you're already making? Well, of course you would. You don't even have to answer. I'm going to answer for you. Knowing that you would, Kirby, you need to join the AIM Smarty EQP, EQP community today. you get the end quantity pricing from over 100 of the industry's top suppliers. Nice. You're going to make those quality connections with many of the brightest minds in the industry. And more, maybe most importantly, you're going to get that cutting-edge training that's going to help grow your sales and profits fast. And frankly, who doesn't want that? I don't know anyone who doesn't want that. So if you're interested in that, go to smarteqp.com. When you register, enter unscript in the box that says, Who referred you to AIM Smart EQP? And you're going to get access 
immediately to the online complete top secrets of promotional product sales training program by the good man david blaze and that's well over a 250 dollars value it's helped many people in our industry elevate their sales success that's over a 250 dollars value you're gonna get that free so nice. go ahead and get the details now at smarteqp.com. kirby are you ready I for am, some fill in the blank i'm so ready i'm so go ahead. ready why don't you start us off then? all right so um We've just finished the semifinals of the college football season, so we have our our uh, champions or, or yep. you know play, teams playing for the championship. So the national championship game for Bill Petrie is must see TV. All right, it is the it's basically the SEC championship game, and I know everybody loves to rip on the SEC, especially you losers up there in the Big Ten. <laughs> So um, yeah, so it's must see TV, and actually I had this on here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this right back at you. The winner of the national championship game will be, I think it'll be Alabama. Um, oh, doctor, yeah. the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Yeah, I, it, and and again, it's funny. It comes back to our prediction we made months ago before Alabama lost, mm-hmm. um, and we both said we felt like everybody was uh, trying to 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 play to be second place to Alabama. Yeah. Um, so I guess that prediction has come a little bit full circle. I, Georgia really impressed me, though, um, because like Oklahoma took off, and I did not think they were going to come back. So, no, but so it was that impressive. Was, that may be one of the top five, that semifinal game between Oklahoma amazing. and Georgia might be one of the top five games I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, and I just knew it was going to come down to a kicker, and I, was, I, I felt bad yeah. for that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's always bad, always yeah. bad. All right, what do you got? Um... So uh, back to you, I would say, as a broadcaster, yeah, we're Ooh. doing a little sports here. Uh, as a broadcaster, Tony Romo is better than I thought he would be. Yeah. It, at first, a little excitable, and his voice kind of got on my nerves a bit because he's so excitable, yeah. and his his voice inflections were that of a fan. Um, right. In, in, and he was kind of a weird one-trick pony at first, which where he was predicting plays. And damn it, if he wasn't right yeah, 95% right. of the time, yeah. um, I think he has done better than anybody expected. Uh, if you ask me, he was almost set up to fail inadvertently because he went right from playing. He's never been in a Super Bowl, let alone win a Super Bowl. And he went to the number one broadcast team as they kicked Phil Sims into the studio. Yeah. So I, I think he's done an admirable job. I think he's gotten better as the season's gone along. I think it'll be interesting when they get to the, when NBC like broadcasts a playoff game or Super Bowl because let's face it, as much as I love Tony Romo, he did not have a lot of success in the postseason. Sure. So it's not like when. Uh, Joe Buck asked Troy Aikman, Troy, what's it feel like to be a quarterback about to run on the field at the Super Bowl? Because Troy knows what that feels like. Is yeah. Jim Nance going to ask Tony Romo, hey, Tony, what's it like sitting at home watching the Super Bowl? <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I, I don't – there's a little bit of a credibility gap I think he has because that resume is not as full as ah. many of his uh, – cohorts yeah I, I i don't think he does have that uh i and, and quite honestly about three plays in when he's like hey they need to make sure to watch the mike backer because he's blitzing yeah. and then he blitzes you're like yeah oh wow i didn't see that at all yeah well he does know his yeah. stuff and i think he does a very nice job of translating that to every man yeah cool all right kirby the best snack chip of all time is pringles yes <laughs> Woo! 
<laughs> I did not know you were going to say that, and that makes me so damn happy, Kirby Hossaman. I think that may be the first time in a drink or food question in your mind I've gotten it right. That is fantastic. <laughs> Please extol the virtues of the pressed potato flake that is the Pringle. <laughs> I don't know that I've given it nearly as much thought as you have, but I don't know. I think I just, about it all the time. <laughs> I love the packaging. I love the shape. I love the consistency. Yeah, Pringles. I'm all in. Any specific flavor? Oh, I just like the classic Pringles. Okay. All right. Now that Kirby, you warm the cockles of my very dark heart. <laughs> that makes my whole day, bro. Um, okay. okay, my turn. So what are you looking, the thing that you are looking forward to most at the PPI Expo is? Always the networking. Always the networking. And it's like 1A, 1B, 1C. It's networking, it's education, and it's uh, just being out there in that vibrant place where you feel like, okay, the year's really getting kicked off. I don't feel like my year has started until I've gone to Expo. Mm, Yeah. And I can't, I don't want to speak for other people, but I think a lot of other people do feel the same way. I I'm doing things now, getting ready for Vegas, and I'm excited. You know, we have every slot f- filled for the uh, the videos that we're producing nice, for distributors yeah. at our booth, and we have people on a waiting list now, which is very exciting. Not for the people on a waiting list, but yes. what are you going to do? So I, to me, it's the networking. It's almost like a family reunion. Yes. You get to see people you haven't seen maybe in a year. So it's always it's always a good thing. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that one. All right. Do we have time for any more? Or are we good? We do. We have. To, we're gonna do. We're gonna do one more, and then you'll do one more, and then we're done. Okay. The word you would use to describe people who look at their phones when they're speaking to you in person is rude. Um, and you know, I think that the, it's one of those things where, as is the case with everything, life is not black and white. There are moments of gray. If you look to see if your kid is calling because you're out of town if you're looking because your mother is sick i get it like and but and if you want to give me a heads up while we're having that conversation uh i'll I'll be totally forgiving of that but if it consistently happens all you're doing is telling me that i'm not even close to the most important person to you at all and uh i'm receiving that message loud and clear so that's absolutely that's uh that's mine by the way i would say the exact same thing yep um, okay, so this one's a little bit self-serving, but I'm actually really curious to know your opinion on this. Okay. Uh, so recently I did a Delivery Marketing Joy where I fielded questions from the audience as opposed to interviewing somebody. Correct. So that DMJ where I answer audience questions in Bill's opinion is? I think it's interesting because I think there's a lot of people who watch your show that never comment. There's a lot of people who know you. Mm-hmm. But you don't know them because you're out there and you're a public figure in our industry. So I think it, it's really interesting. It gives some of those people who may not interact with you an opportunity in a very safe way to do so. So I actually find that interesting. I'd like to see you do it more more often. Hmm, okay. About, about every three months, four months, because I think it's very interesting. I thought some of the questions were really interesting. Yeah, there were some good ones, actually. Yeah. You know, I, can I call an audible real quick? I'm yeah. going to do one more fill in the blank. Yeah, for sure. We'll cut it off. So... We just did a delivering marketing joy. Yes. And when you saw your raw emotion come out in a public forum, you felt? I didn't watch it. Oh, Kirby. <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. I, uh, it I, that's the kind of thing that I understand is important and authentic, but it's not something that like, it embarrasses me. Uh, if I'm just being honest. And so if I had watched it, I would have wanted to take it off 
Mm-hmm. And because I talked to you afterwards about it and you're like, no, man, it was really good. I was like, well, if we're going to leave it, I need to not watch it. And so that's, that's the honest answer. No, I understand. And I love, I love that raw honesty. And I think a lot of other people did too, because we got a lot of traction yesterday when it posted cool. on, well, on social media. But I appreciate your support in that all joking aside, because we talked, you know, I kind of went after Mike a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I did it hopefully in a, in a fun way, but he talked about authenticity. That was a moment of authenticity. It was completely unintentional. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I appreciate your support in kind of making me do it in a way that like, cause I wouldn't have, you know what I mean? Right. Like I literally, I, I think I reached out. I was like, we need to reshoot that. Yeah, you, you did. <laughs> and, and, and I was not supportive of reshooting. Yeah, right. I said it wouldn't be authentic, but I'll tell you what is a supportive environment to be in. And that's the common skew environment, Kirby. Yep. There is no better platform for any distributor who's wanting to elevate their game, grow their business, be surrounded by some of the smartest people in our industry, people who are generating content, people who are, thinking forward, people who are moving our industry in the direction it needs to go Uh, from a social aspect, from a dashboard aspect, from a running your business aspect, from a connections aspect. There is simply no better place and no more supportive place than Common Skew. So again, we implore you to give them a try. Go to commonskew.com slash unscripted. You won't be sorry you did. We've been good friends of the show for a long time and they're good personal friends of me and Kirby. I, I wouldn't be able to extol the virtues if I didn't feel that uh, they were really a superior product. So we really suggest you give them a try. I absolutely do. And I think it's worth mentioning again, you know, like I said earlier, you put your money where your mouth is. And I think it's worthy of saying, yeah, they're a sponsor of the program, but I'm a customer. (laughs) Like I, I'm putting my money there because I believe it. No question. Well, Kirby, always a pleasure. I look forward to another year of Unscripted with you. This is the longest Unscripted we've ever done, so hopefully there's still some people listening. Um, And our next broadcast will be our pre-Vegas version of Unscripted, so we will uh, look forward to recording that next week. In the meantime, everybody have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.